Hey guys, welcome to episode eight of our For the Parents podcast. Um, we're going to be talking all about emotions today, so that's going to be exciting. Um, I, I really, no, I really am excited. I'm, t- I'm tired. I've been up since five thirty. Um, and just been like super. <laughs> Doing stuff all day, as I'm sure all of you are as well. All of you have been up doing stuff all day, probably. Uh-huh. Unless you're unless you're watching Twitch in the morning and this is like your nice. morning routine. Yeah, you know. Then good morning to good you. Good morning to <laughs> you. Uh, so today we're going to talk about emotions. But I want to start it off by saying like, giving like a sort of a run through about how we approach approach emotions with our kiddos um and also i just want to i just want to point out or remind or whatever i don't know say that i um have an early childhood education degree and so um and i do not (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh so a lot of these thoughts like do come from like things that they teach they that I learned um just you know from working in classrooms and from learning about how to work in classrooms mm-hmm. um on my and on my end like my perspective comes from like professional coaching uh like one-on-one like loosely based on therapeutic processes um but more yeah yeah. Like psychological and therapeutic processes and like trying to take those and bring them to like a kid's level is kind of where I my perspective comes from. Yeah, and I think that it's also really important to remember that I mean just because I have an education in early childhood, I'm sorry, a degree in early childhood education like being a teacher is so different than being a parent. So I'm not saying that it doesn't help in some ways, but I'm just saying like it's not it's not everything. And I think that also, like, coming from, like, my background in that and also, like, having worked with children in childcare settings and preschools and stuff for, like, 10-plus years, coupled with, like, his coaching um, experience and knowledge, excuse me, I think that that, like, really has led us to this place, to the to this place where we are at with emotions and how we uh try to teach our our kids about that specifically ollie because he's the older one but kai too like when i you know self-talk with him and you know ask him questions and and engage with him um so just like a quick overview uh we really really encourage ollie to um to talk about his feelings. I it's borderline force, which sounds bad, but it it isn't. Like it's not force. We don't force him to talk about it until he's ready. But the thing is that we always have to talk about our feelings. Well, it's, I think the difference is it's not like it's not like when we can tell he doesn't have the capacity for it. It's if if we know that he has the capacity for it, we challenge him to think and feel his emotions. So, like, we don't, like, we can, you can tell when a kid's, like, done 
like when it's like they can't process anymore and it's time to just like synthesize or move on to something less like like synapsis forming <laughs> but um yeah like if he has the capacity for it at that moment and we haven't yet like we we actively encourage him to try to think th- and feel through his emotions yes yeah if he's like exhausted tired and he's just grumpy because he's tired obviously like we know and he like and most of the time we'll say oh like are you tired and he'll say you know whatever he he might say no he might deny it but obviously like i think mm-hmm. by us saying oh i think you might be tired yeah. he's like i am tired that's why i'm so grumpy cuz sometimes he does say like mm-hmm. i'm tired yeah and that's why i'm grumpy but we like but if he for example like everyone that i I've heard for a long time, and I'm sure a lot of you have, and I'm sure you have. Uh, when Ollie turned two, everybody that we knew was like, oh, the terrible twos. But really... They've been pretty terrible. I don't... <laughs> but they're... Like, sorry, go ahead. No, go on. As, like, but as, as jokingly, like... Like... the like, and, But I feel like the reason that it's terrible, like, quote, terrible, is because... Like, their brains are finally ready to process emotions, but they don't have a framework for understanding what's going on in their body and in their mind when they feel things. Like, when you're mad, like, when you have a thought that triggers the emotion of anger, like, that's in your body. Like, you feel adrenaline, you feel cortisol, you feel those things, like, coursing through you. Like, your heart starts beating faster. And for, like, a child that's never experienced that mixed with excitement or that mixed with sadness or that mixed with being tired. Like that's like, it's like, it breaks the circuit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like an overload of, of like physical and mental stimulus. And so then that causes them to do a lot of different things. Like it could cause them to shut down like and go internally. It could cause them to start throwing things in a tantrum for like apparently no reason. You know what I mean? But it's like even even positive emotions, if they feel excitement and happiness and surprise and like curiosity all at the same time, they can still then have like negative, like outward, like negative outward, like actions to your and like in your mind. Or yeah. 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 Or 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 reactions that appear negative. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously like they're they're learning. And even though we may perceive it as like a negative. Yeah. It's just like an it's effect just an from eff- the cause mm-hmm. of the emotional, like, overload. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, Ollie, like, he has only, I don't know, I and I really hope this doesn't bite us in the butt, but just, <laughs> like, previously, like, we're talking about mm-hmm. his previous year. He's almost two. He'll be two. He'll he's be three, three in May. Um, but, f- like, really, there's only been less than five times where he's had what people would consider, like, a tantrum. Yeah. Um. And most of those times, what we do, um, is we just we're there with him, giving him his space, and letting him know like that when he's ready, we're we're there for him. Mm-hmm. But we take that almost, I think, a step further, depending on if the tantrum like came on because he was like exhausted or mm-hmm. whatever. But if if it didn't, um, then we like we say something like, okay, like when you're ready, we, when you're ready, we can talk about our feelings. We, I'm 
or whatever i i always say like i always say if you're not ready to talk about your feelings right now that's okay but mm. we have to talk about them before you go to bed we have well, to talk about them and normally we'd we'd even go as far as to say like we can't do other things until we talk about your emotions and that typically will spark another like smaller or maybe like exacerbate his current emotions but overall like it like it gets it like it if you don't say that then what happens is he's going to go straight from and probably for a lot of children he's going to go straight from a tantrum to being 100% fine and then like trying to go do something else and then if you try to stop and plant that seed it's going to go straight back to the beginning of tantrum whereas if mm -hmm. you like kind of plant that as they're tantruming mm -hmm. he might not hear everything but like he'll like he or she will like remember you mm -hmm. know what i mean like like that you said like here we are like we're we're laying here together until you're done and then we can talk about your emotions before we like go do other stuff or have dinner or like bath or get ready for bed or play or whatever the thing is yeah and ollie like for the for some I, who he is as a person because he is his own person like who he is he's very closed off emotionally i we I don't know. Maybe that's something that's part of a personality trait because we've always encouraged always, him yeah. to be open about his emotions. But also maybe that comes with the territory. You know, like, I don't I don't know. Like, Ollie's the only kid that I've had a parental experience with. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and I tried to apply my teacher background where it fits, you know, where we give him space to process his emotions and then push it, push it, push that boundary with, like, you know, by making him talk about his emotions. But I think that like the reason that Jesse's bang on, I think that the reason that, that it is like the terrible twos is because they finally are starting to comprehend these emotions and it's so confusing and it can be scary when you don't know what's going on. You don't even have words to put to what you're feeling. And I think that like, I think giving them a voice, giving them the words and giving them the space to process those feelings um, in a safe space. Um, I think that's, I think that's like, I credit his lack of tantrums mm -hmm. so far to that. Um, yeah, he's had like four, maybe like really bad, like wailing, like flopping around, like, like loosely swinging his head everywhere, hitting everything completely incoherent like tantrums he's probably had like four mm -hmm. yeah 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 and th three of them weren't really recent like one of them was like like we've talked about on the podcast before like the time like just recently when my parents were here and we went down to your parents house and then he had like one in that period of time like meltdown but there's a lot going on yeah yeah and i mean it makes sense yeah if we think about it and we really start to analyze when he's had his tantrums, it's been when he's been the most overwhelmed. Yeah. Which already. Al almost always also with like some level of exhaustion. Yeah. Like it's never like we wake up and there's like a huge meltdown, like for him at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The closest is probably if we like on like an occasion, he had like too much sugar in the morning. Like it might get close, but nothing like super bad. No. And, and I like, in my early education classes, like, they 
they teach us to, or we learn about how to um, respect the children's feelings and give them the space to process that. Um, and I think that's so important. And I see that a lot of parents already do that to some degree. And it's, it's, and it, I mean, we could just stop there and he would develop, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah. I, I just being able to really talk about like how you're feeling, like, I think that's such an important yeah thing to learn. Like socially and like. Like, what's there's another word for that? Like socially, in like like in the social construct we live in, having emotional intelligence is like, it's you can't buy that. You can't like at some point like you just can't teach it because it takes practice. You know what I mean? And like, you can practice it a lot to get better and better at emotional intelligence. But it's kind of like learning a language if you haven't developed that like if you haven't developed that language early on, you're always going to be interpreting it in your mind before you do it. You know what I mean? Like it won't just be a part of how you like interact with the world. If like, you know how you're saying with like languages, like if you didn't learn them early on, you're always going to go from English, like for instance, like from English to Spanish and then say it in Spanish instead of it being like, Oh, I hear Spanish. I don't have to interpret that to English and then English back to Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's the same, like emotional intelligence is like a language yeah. that we're teaching him is like, what, like, where is that in your body? Like, mm -hmm. what are you feeling? And mm -hmm. I think one of like, so I think we've, we've kind of touched on a few things. Like one, we give them space uh, Two, like we like quote unquote, like force them. And like, obviously it's not like hold them down and be like, tell me what you're feeling. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, okay. Like, like let's let's reach a center, right? And and but we will talk about this. Like we're not ignoring that this happened and just moving on. And then like I think a third thing that we try to do, and I feel like this one's really, really, really hard when you not you, but like in general, like as a parent, like you kind of know what they're feeling. Like like a lot of times you can trace back, well, what triggered this? Oh, well, if that triggered it, they must have been feeling this. But, like, then to not lead with, like, leading questions. Like, instead, like I think it's really hard sometimes because you want to, like, help them get to the bottom of it. But ultimately, it's, like, numbers, right? Like, if you're teaching them numbers, you say, this is a three, and they're, like, five. Like, you know what I mean? They're, like, this is a three, five. Like, you have to, like, like, you can't say, oh, is this a three? Because then they're like, if you do that enough, they're just going to learn to say yes. Mm -hmm. And that's all they've learned. They haven't actually learned the number. And so with them, it's the same, like with emotions, it's like, what are you feeling right now? Like, ooh, what, like what thought did you, did you have that like made you mad? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like after they've told you, you thinking? yeah, because like, emotions, <laughs> emotions always come from thoughts. Like your body responds to things that your brain signals to produce. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, like, that's a good place to start is like, hey, like, like, oh, I can tell that like you're really going through something like what, what, what did we do? And like, what did you think about what we said? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you started, when you started getting mad or like that, that's, that's where it's hard because then you, you're like labeling them as mad if they haven't already said that. So like if you're trying to say those things, like it's really, really hard to keep that as like an open thing for them to discover that emotion. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and at some point probably not in 
the incident, but like outside of that, you talk about different emotions and there's like, I, I wish we could maybe on our Twitter, we'll post the, like this wheel that I found or like, I don't know if you found it. Or if I can't remember who found it and shared it, but it's like, like the base emotions. And then there's like the subset off of the like happiness, like within happiness, there's like excitement and, yeah. and intrigue and, and within uh, anger, there's deceit and mm-hmm. like, and neglect or like, like yeah. feeling disrespected and like, like all of those come out of anger, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But anger is like the base emotion. And then there's like those complications within like, mm-hmm. like we're just working on like the base ones. And then like, that's where we're at with Ollie right now between two and three years old. Um, yeah. But it's like, if you can teach those emotions and like, like there's like books and resources where it like shows people that are like mad and they see the faces and like people mm-hmm. that are like, like excited or happier. Like, so it's like, I think from a young age, they learn those things kind of even at like Kai's age yeah. when they're reading books, they see those yeah. emotions and connect those with facial, fe- and facial, see, fe- yeah. facial features of like their parents and stuff. And that's why we've said in a podcast, I'm like rambling. I'm so sorry. I know you're doing but like, um, like we said in a podcast earlier that it's like, we don't try to hide our anger, Mm-mm. but we always make sure that we work through it or like post fact work through it with Ollie like, hey, remember when mom and dad were, like, really mad at each other yesterday? Well, we talked about our emotions, and this is what Sam was feeling, and this is, or this is what mom was feeling, this is what dad was feeling. Mm-hmm. And and so he kind of understands that resolution of those emotions. Um, yeah. yeah, so, like, we... Uh, those, so, yeah, so far we have, like, space, like, giving them space, like, actually talking about them and, like like setting that boundary, like we will talk about your feelings and what happened. Like, we're not just going to ignore it and like chalk it up to like you being in your terrible twos. Like, cause like it is about that, but like, we're not settling for that. It's so much deeper. Like that's just like the general, like it's a terrible twos, but like it's actually talking, but but we're actually delving into like Mm -hmm. why perhaps like what's going on internally for them to have such a hard time. Yeah. And, and also teaching them about emotions and, and not leading them to an emotion, like trying to help I, them come I, there, when like it's get just, there on their own. When it's just me and him, like I definitely start to introduce a couple of emotions, mm-hmm. but it's only because, well, I, so he, like I said, he, like we said, has a really hard time opening up for whatever reason. Yeah. And so he, it takes him, and it, it gets better. Like it's getting better. Like he hates he absolutely hates going in to talk about his feelings when he gets mad and and he gets to that point a hundred percent like when I say, okay, let's go talk about our feelings or if he does something and I say, okay, we're gonna go talk about our feelings normally like normally somebody stays with Kai or if Kai is like asleep or if somebody else is helping us and has Kai so sorry. If somebody else is helping us or has Kai, then like, then we both go in together. But and and or sometimes Jesse's uh, whatever focus. <laughs> I usually say to him, um, you know, he's crying like hard, and and I say we're gonna talk about our feelings, and he's crying and he hates it. Yeah. Um, and and I always say it's okay to feel. It's okay to cry. I say it's okay to cry. And then I also say it's okay yeah. to feel sad because no matter what, like, I feel like even if he's crying because he's angry, he still feels sad mm-hmm. a little bit. 
And so I think it's safe to say if he's crying, even if it's from angry from anger, I always say it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel mad. Yeah. I say all the, like the, those are the two basic yeah. ones, but like you it's know, okay to feel those things. It might be cool to have like the cards, like have cards that have like a face with the emotion mm-hmm. and and be able to say like like cuz I think sadness is always a part of it, so it's like okay, it's really good to like reaffirm like you're saying like like acknowledge and validate their emotions and say like it's okay that you're feeling these things like you don't have to cover these up because they're bad like they're not bad like you're just mm-hmm. feeling emotions um and i like, think that part is so yeah. important especially it's with so ollie important. right even, now i mean even with adults doesn't... you know what i mean like even at our no, level you're right you're right yeah like adults always I, I mean ollie like his if he is ever mad or upset he tries to distract himself mm-hmm. by picking a new toy or picking a new activity because he doesn't want to feel. And he's he's actually told me in his own words. Obviously, what I'm gonna say isn't his own wor- word. Uh-huh. His own words. I can't remember his own words verbatim. But like in his own words, he's told me that he doesn't like to feel sad and he doesn't like to feel mad. And you know, and I said that's like yeah that's okay I don't nobody likes to feel sad or mad and he says that and he's told me that he wants to get like a new activity or a new toy so he doesn't feel those things and I say and I've said to him this is what I say when he says that I say to him in order to get rid of those feelings for good we have to talk about them and it's like he's finally like a little bit like I can like I've yeah. noticed that he's finally been starting to be a little bit more like hesitantly, like definitely not like mm-hmm. on his own. But like he. Yeah, like I say, if you really want to get rid of those feelings, then you need to talk about them that's the only way that you're gonna a hundred percent get rid of those feelings if you don't talk about them they're just gonna stay inside you and they're gonna build up and they're gonna build up and even if you play with a new toy and even if you do a new activity like you're all gonna have that feeling still inside your body and in order to get that feeling out of your body mm-hmm. we need to talk about them yeah and it's i like i kind of want to clarify to you like we do all these things and it's not like it's not like an instantaneous like process and i'm sure like like i don't really have to say that but i'm just using it as like a disclaimer like in case parents are trying these things and feel frustrated like let's say that like once a day for every day <laughs> he has big feelings right and like like let's just say that's an average like some days he doesn't really have any and some days he has two or three or four or five and like usually they're like connected and they just like it doesn't go away until we talk about it um, like probably once every two or three weeks, like there's just like a major, like beautiful breakthrough where you can see that like something clicks and like, he just feels free. You know what I mean? And it's like, like everything's just better <laughs> for like days. Like, it's like, like he's living on a high of like, I understand my emotions. Like I get where that came from. Like, mom and dad said, it's okay. Like, we talked about it, and they understand me. And, like, and we, like, it's not like, we never, we don't come to a resolution of, like, oh, because you did this, like, you can get this. Or, like, it's not like, 
oh, we understand you were sad about your toy, so let's give you your toy. Like it's just like we understood his emotions, and and he understood them, and processed it, and like that is like gratification enough for him. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from a kid that doesn't like that. His like basic response is like shut down, mm-hmm. and so like I feel yeah. like for for children. And like I don't maybe that's also a part of like the terrible twos and, and most children feel that I don't know but for children that maybe just don't understand their emotions but don't dislike them or like that maybe their automatic response is to cry and like reach out to somebody like that's not all his his like is like conceal and hide and like <laughs> conceal, get away conceal don't feel <laughs> don't let them see. <laughs> A hundred percent, that's him. But I think Kai's going to be the opposite. I feel like I mean, he's he going to, like, be. he's, like, at, like, everything he's going to, like, cry and run to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I every little that, yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, and so, I, like, for kids like that, like, I feel like this could be, like, th- it's rewarding for both, but you might see the reward on, like, a different scale with kids that, like, want or to engage kind of with those. Yeah. Um, Like, they're, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just, like... It's hard. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need some water. It's hard, but like when you see those breakthroughs, it's like so freaking amazing to watch them like just like feel lighter. Whereas like if we hadn't had those conversations, those might be things that like come up later in, in his like therapy. Life. I was like, talking you know I mean? to my therapist yeah. about that. I was talking to my therapist about like all of these things and about like how we deal with his emotions and stuff because specifically like probably maybe you know i don't know everybody's specific life but like maybe people when they're adults especially because i think we're at the cusp of this new generation where it's so crazy okay like i don't want to get like too deep because i definitely this topic is like i could talk for hours about this topic but i definitely feel like our generation like i'm in my 30s we're both in our 30s Mm -hmm. and um and I, but like the way that like we were raised still was more like, like children will obey their parents a hundred percent, like for the most part, you know, maybe Jesse's parents were a little bit more lenient, but that's another conversation focus. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so like, w- like us as parents, like we're at the cusp of this like new generation of parents that's like like really starting to teach their kids things that that now our society is ready to start um to start to start teaching their kids. Do you know what I mean? Like before there were lots of other things like like my parents, my mom, like my mom when she was growing up, she had to like for real she had to carry she had to walk yeah, down mean, like, like a mile to get like a well are are like are less prevalent now. Yeah, like, like, like more nations are developed. Like economies are more stable, and obviously, like pandemics and things. But we haven't had like a world war, a great depression, and we've had like a consistent war. Um, but like, but nothing that like, like, totally threatens our everyday lives on a consistent basis. I mean, I'm grateful, and I know yeah. that there are countries out yeah, there that for do sure. face that, and I'm not trying to like. No belittle that in any way not shape, at all or form. but like um, like from like a hierarchy of needs like f- like for people who have their basic needs met and like for for communities that have their basic needs met 
like they move on to those other needs and like i feel like 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 those needs start to become more like what do you want to do versus like you need to work the way that your parents did because mm-hmm. like that's our family way and like there's no other yeah. options for you um yeah and yeah. i mean there's still families that are like that out there and i'm not saying mm-hmm. that it's the wrong way to go at all i'm just saying like like it's just based on needs it, yeah like, not mm-hmm. not on who's better or worse no 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 like, no, it's no, just no. Based not on at needs. all yeah and so I, I do feel like just as a whole, in general, like our world is in a different place socially uh, for the most on like part. An a- like on like an average, like a bell curve yeah. kind of average. Where a lot more families are able to raise their children a little bit differently. Excuse me, like not, I don't want to say like differently, but like, well, yeah, differently. Like, for example, like when I was, Mm -hmm. when I was growing, like when I was growing up, there was a certain way to like discipline your children. Well, and your your parents and my parents didn't have to worry too much about technology until we were like preteen. Yeah, just like differences that are going to happen. Like, like my, like when, you know, our grandparents were kids they had to make their own bread probably it was like a they didn't have it was like, like super probably yeah like just like things that. like things like that if they wanted something mm-hmm. they probably had to make it or you know like go to great lengths but we have a lot more um things that are available to us and so like because yeah. our hierarchy of needs is in a different place um we're able to start really like looking at kids and their development in a different way and um and i feel like this is our like we're at the cusp of that like we're the beginning of that generation because i know there's some parents out there who probably agree with me and maybe some parents out there who just not even ever thought of like of Mm -hmm. thought of this you know there's lots of things that i've never thought about so i'm not like judging in any way shape or form (laughs) um but it's like we're at this cusp where we're starting to realize how important those early edu- early years in a child early childhood years are like they're so vital like people didn't used to think that babies like w- w- what did they do nothing but they're growing they're growing and they're learning every mm-hmm. single day you know what i'm saying and like all throughout their early childhood yeah. they are developing these building blocks that that is going to these building blocks that are basically turning them into the people that they will become like the way that they view the world like you like right now in the early years is when you're building those building blocks of 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 everything that they are and how they see the world and so you know like taking a step into that like they're their own people they're not like half of a person they're a whole person and they're figuring themselves out and it's hard enough to do that as an adult of course it's going to be hard to do that as a kid who doesn't have the words or the the framework in mm -hmm. in any way yeah yeah and so um so that's another thing that really like propelled me personally Mm -hmm. probably us but i'm i don't want to speak for you but like that propelled me to want to give Ollie and Kai when he's older that space to really be able to talk about their emotions to talk about to process their feelings Mm -hmm. to really be open to that sort of thing because 
because it's so, it's so so important. Mental health is yeah insanely important. Well, I think for me, it's I mean that's a really important point. But like if I'm thinking about like my catalyst for us being on the same page, like it's not like we like we didn't even have to talk about this as parents of like hey like emotions are important. Like oh are they? Like oh yeah like here's why they're important. Here's what we have to do. Like we just like both are like this <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i mean like we didn't it, it was like it really wasn't even a conversation mm-hmm. like before we were parents or during or anything like it just like naturally unfolded this way for us mm-hmm. like that we were like we feel strongly that having these conversations with our children are really important and i think for me that catalyst was um like my background in coaching so i do business coaching and like personal coaching for like like health and like mental health is part of that and so like I live for those conversations and like, like I said, like I said that to Sam before we had Ollie, I was like, I just cannot wait for him before we even knew we were getting hyped. But now them to like get to an age where like they have tantrums and I, like I can sit down and have a conversation with them and be like, and, and ask them those questions. And like, I don't care how long it takes. Like, and it takes time. Sometimes it takes a good long time. Some like, yeah a good long time but so that's i think i just love those conversations i know how impactful they've been in my life like me receiving coaching and how impactful they've been in my customer in my clients lives both like personally and professionally so like like to to be able to offer that to a kid like and maybe like i think about it kind of as like like every parent has the things that they're like excited for that they want to teach their children and like children normally don't care or like aren't excited by it. So like, I don't expect him to like really understand, like he grew up with that. So he doesn't have anything to compare it to like to really understand if that's valuable to him or them like over time. He he does compare it. He does compare it. I think to other, Mm -hmm. to other things. And I'm not saying that like he didn't, I'm just saying like when he is around my parents or your parents or True. other people yeah. that we love or whatever, you know, like in general, he gets experience, he experiences like different ways that people do things. And yeah. so he does have that's that true. like sort of. That's true. Um, I'd say like one thing that I just realized we've left out is like for is and like, like I think we can debate the like, the healthiness of this but having like like a comfort tool when they're going through those times is like really helpful from bringing them down and like the only thing that comforts ollie are his pacifiers which he's approaching three which is when orthodontists and dentists say like they should stop using them because it can start hurting the development of their like jaw structure and their teeth and um and so, orth- did I say orthopedic? I meant orthodontic. I don't know. I don't, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> whatever I said. <laughs> but, um, like, but that's, like, that's one of the things, like, if he just cannot come down from that place, like, every single time he's had a major tantrum, like, that's helped. You know what I mean? And so, like, if your kid has, like, a blankie or a stuffed animal, like, those things can, like, like, bring them down enough to be able to talk about them in the yeah. moment. Um, and uh, we, we've tried tips and, and other things like trying to bring them down logically. But at that point, like, 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 take, like take deep breaths, mm-hmm. like, like balloon breaths where they lift their hands when they breathe in and breathe out. And like, mm-hmm. like, like 
sometimes with Ollie humor works. Like if like I pretend to like stub my toe or sneeze or something like that can like pull him out enough to get enough like like connected like logic in to then like bring the situation down. But normally, normally it's like just his pacifier. <laughs> if, when he's um, at that, when he's at, at that, that point, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and if if we if we are able to like pull him out, oh, to like a, a secluded area or whatever, when before he gets to that point, it's we normally don't have to resort to like mm-hmm. bringing in a binky. Um, but you know, if it works, it works, and. And we, he's been doing really well letting go of his binky. Yeah. And he only I gets mean, it at night, and then he <laughs> loses it at night all the time anyway. he Like, yeah. as soon as he passes out, it falls out of his mouth. So True. So, really, like, I wonder how much time he actually has it in now. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. I think that'd be an interesting topic for another podcast. Like, it's not something we're, like, experts at, and it would just be more like a, like a putting it out there kind mm-hmm. of thing. But, like... Yeah kids going through transitions that are necessary but they don't want to go through yet like what are like strategies and ways like <laughs> like potty training or like, yeah, like letting go of a binky yeah i mean like, honestly if he yes. had a blankie i'd just let him keep his blankie forever <laughs> forever like for real yeah. um yeah. no but judges and, and again like like i don't know like what other scenarios we could think of that like a lot of them are like more society driven mm-hmm. than like individual like kids needs driven. Mm-hmm. But then like, anyways, I don't. We don't have to. Talk you know, about like that I now. think also <laughs> like in general, like Im- we're talking about our emotions with Ollie and we're pushing it. Uh-huh. I just noticed my socks don't match. We're talking <laughs> about in general just like emotions with Ollie and why we push it and why we um, do the things that we do. Also, because you have like we have to. Not that you guys don't or anything, but, like, we're thinking about, like, who they're going to become in the future. Like, who we're basically, like, if you're a parent with, you're basically creating the next generation. You're raising the next generation. Like, who do you want the Mm -hmm. next generation to be? What do you want it to be like? Yeah. And ultimately, for us, and it's a personal choice, like, there's no, there's no wrong answer. Um, Well, I mean, like. Well. Well, I mean, generally, there's no wrong answer. That could be even that could be arguable, like as a disclaimer, right? Like no matter what we do as parents, no matter what we do, like it's going to have like an equal and opposite reaction. You know what I mean? Like we're building certain characteristics, but that means that other characteristics aren't being built. And we don't know who they're supposed to be in the future, like what their life's going to bring. So like we don't really know whether the characteristics we're building are going to help them with who, like with what their journey is. We're just doing our best. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to put that disclaimer in that like, like if you're doing your best, like, and like you are putting the time and energy in as a parent, like like an active parent who's there, Mm -hmm. like you're there. Like if you're doing even your just best. being yeah. there, you're doing. Like you're I, I I see what you're saying, but I meant like I don't know what you. Yeah. I meant I meant like illegal things, like things that like crimes, yeah. like like if you, hmm, you know, abuse your children or whatever. Oh. Not that you do. This no. is taking a really no, no, you uh, you're not as like so tired, nothing about what I'm you're saying, saying like, is assuming that I'm they're saying, doing that. There, like there is no wrong answer except for 
like mm-hmm. abuse. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm and saying. And I think that it's, I think it's so out, like, it's so crazy to me that even children that are abused, which obviously we 1000% do not condone any form of abuse. Like, I gotta go, it's Kai, but I um, trust you. That, like, like, kids, like, children survive and thrive in spite of us. And, like, a child that's been neglected and abused can go on to be an amazing fucking human being. You know what I mean? Like, like it's crazy. To, it's crazy to me to think just how resilient we are as humans, even as children, when we're like so vulnerable emotionally and physically, it's freaking nuts. It's so nuts. So like, um, now that Sam's gone, I can see what I really think. <laughs> uh, so like, so we're kind of, everything we've talked about has been like general strategies that I think work really well at almost any age. But like we've been focusing on toddler, like going kind of back to infant. I feel like when they're infants and their brains aren't ready for like higher level conversation or being able to talk through and learn words for their emotions. Like you can still, like Sam was saying, like you can still talk to them. Like, oh, are you sad? Like, are you hurt because X, Y, Z? Like, oh, like, are you having big feelings because of this? Like, you can, like, you can do those things just so they're hearing the words and, like, the, the structure, but they're not, like, obviously going to be able to, like, respond and synthesize that yet. Like, like depending on, I guess, like, if maybe if you have, like, a really, like, superior infant <laughs> intellectually and emotionally, like, at the end of infanthood. But, like... Like, for the most part, I, f- I feel like, and maybe I'll, like, double-check with Sam when she comes back. Like, I feel like, like, for us, the most important thing when Ollie was an infant and now that Kai is an infant is just, like, igno- like that piece just of acknowledging and validating their feelings. And then I think this goes a lot with, like, sleep training, too, um, which, like, we don't really do in a traditional way like we like having them there like we're not trying to transition them um i think that if they wanted to they could but um like 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 sleep training and and acknowledging and validating emotions in terms of like like the the strategies for sleep training of like letting them know that you're there but giving them the space to experience those emotions and realize that they're okay. Like, I think that's probably, a, like, a big piece of emotional development. And the thing that always, like, the thing that always got me about sleep training, and, like, again, like, I'm not, I'm not a scientist. Like, I haven't studied sleep training. I haven't, like, looked into, like, the deep research. But, like, like personally, the thing about sleep training that, like, like I'm not, like, completely, in, like, I'm not completely sure about, like, from, like, like an old school like sleep training method and like the methods that they used was like like obviously we turned out fine like i i was sleep trained like i turned out fine like i'm a human like a like a productive member of society but like like the thing that i'm thinking about as a parent all the time when i'm thinking about their emotional health is like whether they're with me or like they're at school or with their grandparents like at any point they can develop the mental pattern of like something happens to them and then 
they create a summary or scenario or like conclusion based off of that. And that becomes their new truth. And so we're always trying to create situations. Well, not create situations like you can't control situations, but like in any situation, we try our best to talk about the emotions so that the like the conclusions and like rules about life and beliefs that Ollie is developing and hopefully like Kai too are ones that they have like as much as possible, like consciously developed. Cause a lot of times, like if you, if you, if you know about therapy or coaching and like a lot of things that we go through in mental health, the, the, the things that we're break, like the things that we're exploring are our beliefs and our like memories of events that have occurred and you can't change the events, but you can forgive them. You can change your like perception slash belief of what happened and what the reasoning was and what that means about you and like your worth as a human. So like the same things apply to kids, like as you're like kind of at any, at any stage, whether they're, like obviously at infants they don't have the framework so that's what I'm saying like I th- I think the two most important things and 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 Sam's back like you can correct me or not correct me but you can like expand on this if you think but I think the two most important pieces for infants in terms of like emotional intelligence are giving them the space to feel their emotions and just acknowledging and validating that they're important by giving them love but I was saying I was kind of going more into like just now, like like therapy and coaching. And when you're working on like the, the pieces internally where like you're blocked by something or something that's like a trauma or haunting you, like, like at the basic level, what you're doing is you're exploring memories and like you're reshaping how you feel about them. Like you can't change what's happened, but you're reshaping the like the mental pattern you developed and you're reshaping your beliefs about that situation and what that means about you as a human and your worth or like the person that did it so that you can let go and forgive and heal those things and not let that be stealing energy from you and like like dictating the things in your life that it's like preventing you from being able to do or not do yeah. um yeah and that's actually that's exactly almost pretty much what my yeah. therapist and I were talking yeah. about and what she said that like by giving him the tools giving them the mm-hmm. tools to like really explore their emotions right now when they're just forming yeah. like potentially who knows obviously yeah. we can't tell the future <laughs> yeah. but who like but potentially like maybe they won't have all of the hang-ups that we did when our kid when we were kids and our parents would be like boys don't cry mm-hmm. um stop being a baby up, you know toughen up that upper lip or whatever like deal with it like you're gonna be fine yeah you know and like while i do feel like to an extent like we do say that to ollie we say like you can handle this but we go further we don't just like leave it there and say you can handle it i don't know how figure that out yourself i was thinking about this when i was up there with kai like we're doing this you probably moved on a little bit but like we're doing this because like we want in the end like obviously we want ollie to be happy and fulfilled and in whatever he wants to do with his life. But more so than that, like we want him to be able to feel like he can be unapologetically himself. 
Mm-hmm. Like he can love himself. Like this is going to be like a weird tangent, but just go with me on it. Like in our house, <laughs> we cuss in front of our children. We do. Mm-hmm. Uh, in context, not li- not like just dropping all the F-bombs and all the mm-hmm. cuss words just willy-nilly. We do it in context. And yeah, we don't. It's fine. We do not say certain words in our house. We do you don't not say, say derogatory cuss words. No, 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 no. Um, we say like we don't. We abs. I absolutely and uh, Jesse used to say this a lot when we were first together. I want to know. And I don't even know what you're saying. But like, I got rid of that habit. <laughs> what did yeah. I used to say? But you used to say stupid a lot. Oh. And I we like, like if oh, you're talking about so something, stupid. like if you're talking about something, yeah. that's fine. What? Like if you're talking about like something. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fine. I would be like. Jo- I kind of like jokingly to myself, but like not like, but I'd like, let's say that I was playing a game and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. Like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. And we just don't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't let Jesse say that. I, well, I told him from the beginning, like when that he you didn't like it, I was like, I don't like that. You're not sense. stupid. You yeah. know, and I, uh, we, I don't think that our kids, I don't think that Ollie has ever heard it. Any of like I yeah. I, d- I never say it like my like, parents growing yeah. up like we weren't allowed to say stupid no derogatory idiot, whatever and no we just don't degrading. we just don't and if you do yeah. that's totally fine like I'm in not our, judging yeah. you in any way shape or form um but just for us like we never say oh that's so like you're so stupid for doing that or yeah what an idiot we never say that because um we're not <laughs> we're not idiots and we're not stupid and. We might have trouble sometimes, but we're all learning this life together. Mm-hmm. I've never been a parent of two children before I had Kai. You were you know? yesterday. That was before, <laughs> before I had Kai, <laughs> you know, and I n- yeah. was never a parent before I had Ollie. And I was never, you know, 25 before I was 25. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you're you're constantly learning. And mm-hmm. I just th- don't think it's very like yeah. uplifting to yourself. Like what kind of thoughts yeah. do you have about yourself if you call yourself stupid all the time or if you call yourself an idiot all the time or uh, you feel comfortable calling other people that like all the time that i mean mm-hmm. i just think you about what? like what kind of things like do you think about yourself and i i i i don't know you whoever all is watching i don't know you but you're not stupid and you're not an idiot and you're doing your absolute best there is this like there is this quote like it was a direct quote <laughs> um from a meditation like person and i think i i think this is like secondhand i think chris went my my business partner chris went to like a meditation retreat thing and then this was like this stuck with me though from like what he told me like i remember like word from word that like like they did a meditation about like the thoughts about themselves that they had in their mind and and the the guy said that the that there's some of us who treat ourselves better than we treat others. And there's some of us that treat ourselves and others equally in terms of like how we think. Like, like if, if I, like, let's say that I like back into my garbage can with the car, like I'm going to be like, Oh my God, Jesse, you're so dumb. Like, like, but if somebody else does that, I'm going to be like, Oh, they just made a mistake. Mm -hmm. So like the majority of us, the majority of us, treat ourselves worse than we treat other people. Mm-hmm. Like in our minds, we treat ourselves terrible. But like, if you think about your best friend 
And if they did the things that you're down on yourself about, you don't mm-hmm. think that of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I, I feel like, I feel like getting to that place where you treat yourself and other people equally, mm-hmm. like maybe that's kind of what we're building towards where it's like, yeah. we're teaching, we're teaching Ollie and we're going to teach Kai that like, it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to be the people that they are unapologetically. Like if Ollie is a silly dude that likes men and like wants to be a professional rapper, like that's his truth. Like yeah. live it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. if that's, if that's who he wants to be, like he does not have to apologize for that being the experience that he grew into and wants to have in this life. Like that's, it's not our job to like judge the things he is and decide whether that's something we wanted for him or not. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I think that's like, I think that's kind of the diff, like maybe the difference between a lot of like our generation and, and above and like that, that kind of hierarchy th- like th- of needs thinking like, like we're in a world where we don't have to protect our children from being like to be normal. Like, like, like there isn't like we're in a like we're in a society where normal isn't necessary. It's normal isn't about being normal or like everyone else anymore. And like it's like it, it's acceptable to not be. Yeah. Like if you think about all of the people that, not all of them, like for all of us, but like a lot of the people we look up to or or admire are people that are just like okay being themselves on stage and mm-hmm. like speaking their truth and like being who they are and like not giving a shit what people think about that. Mm-hmm. And so I I feel like like all of this talk around emotions and like why is it important to like allow your kids to feel emotions like maybe like and again like we could get to his teen years and be like holy shit we created a monster that was not the right way to go about it research (laughs) now is saying don't let them feel anything (laughs) (laughs) it's better for them i don't know don't feel (laughs) i don't know like that could like anything can happen yeah right but like i feel like the approach we're taking is with the intention of building children that have confidence in who they are and don't have to rely on us or other people for affirmation that they're good enough or that like, like what they want to do isn't like worth is worthwhile. Like that they, like they can think and feel that in themselves without like needing the validation of others. I agree. Um, yeah, because at the end of the day, I want Ollie to feel like he can do anything, no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just really important to us to make sure that he doesn't feel. Maybe that's every parent and the the strategies, not every, every parent, but like almost every parent that, you know, I don't, I always have to preface that. Like, obviously I don't know every parent (laughs) in the entire world, but I feel like most parents want the best for their children and yeah. to, they no, want I'm their not, children to yeah. be able to do anything. And it's like the, the strategies that they went about that are just different. No, I, yeah, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that, I'm not saying that that wasn't like, sorry, I, I didn't need to. <laughs> no, I would. Yeah. I mean, all parents, I mean, I'm sure like my parents a hundred percent made me feel like I could do anything um, that I ever sent my mind to. And I, like, I'm not saying like, but they like really, really wanted you to go to school because to them that meant that you'd be able to do anything you wanted to. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the things that we no, want. No, but for I'm our saying children. like no, yeah, like that's mm-hmm. something that they wanted for me. But mm-hmm. they made me feel like they they raised me 
with this like inherent belief in myself that I could do anything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, of course yeah. they wanted things for us. Of course I would, yeah. I want, yeah. would want things for Ollie. And I feel like that's normal, but just yeah. because I want something for him doesn't mean that I'm going to push him f- to do it, you know? Yeah. And so, unless it's like, you know, hy- hygienic or like something that's like. Like, bro, you can't live here and smell <laughs> like that anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. something like, <laughs> uh, unless uh, it's something like that, you know? Yeah. But yeah. So. Yeah, and so then we obviously have never been parents of over three-year-olds, so we don't necessarily know what we're going to do or what our strategies will be. Um, I mean, we'll definitely keep you posted. But so, I, but I feel like just li- like looking forward and maybe putting this in a time capsule, um, like for me, like if I'm thinking about like how do I want to continue to allow Ollie to like find himself and be more confident like and like like build like confidence and not self-doubt or self um like what's the word con con self when you're self-conscious yeah self-consciousness but that sounds like a good term <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> to feel self-conscious you don't yeah want to, to feel, feel self-conscious, self-conscious like and to be able to like understand his emotions and like and intelligently manage those. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Kai. Yeah, and Kai. <laughs> well, I'll always close her. Yeah, yeah, I know. That. Me too. I do it too. Um, I, th- I feel like it's going to be just continuing to deepen those conversations as we see that he's ready for it. Like, oh, like he's ready to, ex- like we were talking about that chart where it's like there's the basic emotions and then off of happy there's like, kind of like five or six subsets and off of those subsets there's like 12 subsets and it's like a big wheel Mm -hmm. um like we can talk about more intricate emotions and then we can start actually asking him like open-ended questions like like not just exploring the emotion but exploring then what to do with that emotion Mm -hmm. and like if he wants to stay there versus if he wants to move to a higher like Mm -hmm vibration of emotion that's like more what he wants like oh well do you want to be mad or are you only mad because you wanted this thing well like well if you want that if you want that thing and you're mad like what like what's the bridge between that you know what i mean like like oh but what if it's something that you just can't get you know what i mean like how do you work with that emotion you know because eventually like eventually he's going to get to the point where maybe like like just like acknowledging and understanding the emotion isn't like good enough to move past it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he's like oh like i feel acknowledged and validated but i still have this emotion but i still don't want it mm-hmm. like okay well then what do you do with that like then we develop like strategies yeah. and so i feel like maybe that's the next step and then oof like i'm so excited but like i'm going to like feel like some days i will regret saying that and feeling that like i'm so excited for their like crazy teenage years you know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> the emotions, the emotions are based off of like, the emotions are based off of chemicals that they can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, they can't like, like the things they're feeling aren't going to make sense to anyone that's not a teenager. Well, like you know I, I mean? like people who menstruate, like go through that True. freaking 
every True. month. People who are pregnant or have gone through yeah, pregnancy. Yeah, go through, like, diff- way, like, intense, like, emotional swings. Mm-hmm. And like, there's, like, yeah. tons of other um, but you diagnose- know, yeah. diagnoses and disorders where, like, chemical imbalances mm-hmm. That's occur. true. And you know what the difference with a lot of those is? Like, I don't know about, like, I can't, like, all of the psychological, like, disorders. But, like, the difference with pregnancy and menstruation are that like you're already past a social construct age where you're like trying to figure out like who you are as a human like and we, we're all always no, figuring that out girls start well we're all always figuring that out but start to menstruate at like 11 12, 12 years. yeah so that's like not that there's like a oh no I, kn- I know that but i'm saying like i'm saying like the emotions like the emotion not the, emo- the chemical things you're going through when you're a teenager also coincide with like huge like developmental leaps and like you're wanting to belong socially and seeing where you fit into a social structure whereas before that you're an individual who's like being like like kind of guided through a social like and like when you're a teen you're like is this a social structure i want like i want to be a part of that social structure but those people don't like me you know what I mean? Like, like so you're going through all of these other things, like, on top of all that. And, like, <laughs> he's like I'm smiling, so, ex- I'm so I'm excited. Like I, I know that I'm in for petrified. a terror. I know that I'm in for a terror because, like, I gave my parents the worst run of it. <laughs> like, I was, like, everything that, like, a parent would not want to happen at that time. And, I like, I was experimenting with alcohol and marijuana early. You know what I mean? And, like getting into groups of friends that maybe weren't the best like health mentally for me or even like, like danger physically, you know what I mean? Like everything, like just like I couldn't imagine being my parents at that time. I couldn't <laughs> imagine. So I'm excited for it though. Cause I know, I know that I'm, I karma's coming my way, but I'm, I'm also excited. excited to see how I handle it and like how, how we all come out the other side. Like as long as they don't die or like, like lose a limb or like get I'm most get excited get for school age. Uh, That's like my yeah. jam. School age, like have, elementary oh, is I'll my right is my I'm like there. I'm there for it. I freaking love elementary school kids. Like I love them. They are beautiful souls. Um on that note, I think I don't know what we're gonna talk about next week, but stay tuned and we'll let you know for sure. So thank you so much for joining us for our episode eight of For the Parents podcast. And uh, we will be back here next Tuesday for another episode.